Welcome to the Quantum Growth Podcast, empowering financial advisors to build practices for the 21st century by providing insights and interviews on leadership, strategy, and practice management. Now here is your host, Barron's Hall of Fame advisor, Jonathan Cutton. Okay, welcome to another episode of Quantum Growth for Financial Advisors. It's your host, John Cutton. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Uh, Today, I am personally going to do just a brief, uh, probably 15 minutes or so uh, on a subject that keeps kind of coming up or that I keep observing would be a better way to say it uh, in some of my coaching uh, endeavors out there. So, you know, interestingly, obviously the title of uh, our podcast here is Quantum Growth for Financial Advisors. And we spend a lot of our time and energy talking through um, really kind of high level growth strategies, whether it be inorganic growth from mergers and acquisitions, partnering with CPA firms, uh, you know, things along those lines. Of course, we've had other subjects on client experience uh, and leadership and many other topics. Uh, I've been teaching uh, or running a, a mastermind group for some very high-level advisors. You know, everyone in the group is basically, you know, a million or better in annualized revenue. Some as much as ten million. Uh, so really, really high-level advisors. And then even have observed in my own uh, business with some folks who've joined my wealth management firm recently. You know, this advisor propensity to focus on what I'll call more of everything. So what I mean when I say that is more clients, more AUM, more advisors, more staff, more CPA partnerships, more M&A, so on, et cetera. And one of the pieces that I've been really drilling home, particularly in a place where we've had weak stock market and bond market, general capital markets in general. We've got inflation, we've got a tight labor market. We have a a tough period right now to be an advisor. The last year for those who haven't been uh, in the business for all that long have been one of the most challenging years for financial advisors. And one one of the pieces that we've been focusing on in my own practice and for those that we've coached is going deeper with existing clients. And again, I think there is this propensity uh, for us to be in this mindset of more of everything. And when you think about the the typical business owner, right? Not not just in the wealth management space, uh, but in any space, my belief is that's where a lot of the passion is. It's about getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, I want to say this, you know, kind of, you know, directly, there is gold inside of your existing client base by going deeper and building a process around finding opportunities to provide more value to your existing clients, to win more existing assets under management, to help make more of your clients' overall assets under management, under your advisement, where you're being properly compensated for the value that you provide, to go deeper through engaging clients in financial planning, through helping them solve not just their investment 
oriented concerns or issues or opportunities, but through cash management, protection planning, for those of you who are in the broker dealer space, use of annuities where appropriate, other types of investments, and really fully executing with clients that ultimately end in winning more wallet share, uh, having a, a better overall um, piece of their pie, if you will, that you're managing for the client and to earn introductions to friends, family through referrals from your existing clients. And as I think about it, I, I actually had a meeting with an advisor on my team um, probably a week or two ago, and all he really wanted to focus on in our conversation is how to do more M&A and how to do more uh, yeah, CPA, build more CPA partnerships and how to hire more people in his business. And as we got under the hood and really analyzed his personal practice, what we realized is there was opportunity or what I realized, I should say, I'm not sure if the advisor really believes it yet, but is there was so much business inside of the business that he was not extracting and his own client experience had some room for improvement from a value that he was providing to his clients. Although he provides a great value, uh, it could be better and tighter and more streamlined. And then in addition to that, um, his pricing uh, wasn't great. He was doing something that I call, um, that I stole from a friend of mine, Paul Latham. Uh, he was doing too much for the money, meaning he was actually providing more value than what he ultimately was charging for. So, you know, to put all that together, um, you know, to our listeners, one of the pieces that I think we should all consider, and you should maybe consider this in your own business, is to really take a day out, analyze a combination of your client segmentation, right? So when I think about client segmentation, how many clients does your firm serve? Is your advisor and staff to client ratio too much or too little? Meaning, are you overstaffed possibly, or are you understaffed possibly? In a lot of cases I'm finding, particularly on the independent side, a lot of advisors are actually overstaffed and don't have enough high quality clients or ideal clients for the number of staff and the amount of payroll that they have in their business, right? So when you think about how to actually drive profitability in a financial planning practice, it's a combination, right, of two factors like any business. It's driving more revenue, more top line revenue by doing more for clients, more AUM, more fees, so on, et cetera, better implementation. But it's also controlling expenses, right? And for most of us, our revenue has dropped, but our expenses have risen which creates a double impact to the ultimate net profitability in a business. So as you think about your business and you just look at what's going on uh, in the world, I'm you know, watching CNBC over the uh, top of my computer screen here uh, and CNBC keeps talking about major corporations that are high, on hiring freezes or considering layoffs in 2023. And as you think about your own small business, 
is it a place in time where you should be thinking about the same thing and ultimately controlling a level of expenses? So, you know, the term, and I, I think it's a Dan Sullivan term, uh, who I quote a lot from Strategic Coach, who's just amazing. It's, it's around creating more simplicity out of the complexity in the business. And when you can simplify your business and make it less complex, focus on less things, do less things better, and ultimately be in the client experience and the pricing and the execution and the implementation, that's the place where you can generally drive more revenue organically, as opposed to consistently focusing on trying to grow the business in an inorganic way and doing what for a lot of advisors are fun and exciting, right? It's fun and exciting to say, I want another $5 million client today or million dollar client, or I recruited an advisor who brought over you know, $50 million of assets, or I bought a business, or I uh, built a partnership with a CPA firm with hundreds or thousands of clients. That's where a lot of us want to spend our time but there's this simplicity in the business that you run that can drive a lot of impact and most importantly, a lot of additional value by going deeper and spending more time and doing more for your existing clients. And as long as you do that in a way that you price your services and you actually charge and get paid for the value that you're providing, I believe there's a whole bunch of lift there. So I wanted to just get that out to the audience kind of quickly and uh, you know, short and sweet. And I just wanna think about a couple of steps that we're looking at and that I think you could consider looking at in your own practice, particularly uh, as we get to year end here and we think about moving forward in 2023. So if I were to break it down into steps, I would say the first step, is schedule the day to actually work on the business and be able to better understand your practice. Go through client segmentation, understand how many clients you serve, how many are ideal clients, or maybe you call them you know, gold clients or platinum clients, right? And lots of us have client service systems where we do that. And that's probably a function of relationship with client, assets under management with client, re annualized revenue generated from client, et cetera. And my guess is if your business is like most that I've looked at, in most businesses, about 80 to 90% of total revenue generally comes from 40 to 60% of the number of households that you serve. So I want you to think about that and then be able to kind of step two is to say, well, if I only work with the very best clients or those with the best opportunity in the business and did something different with the other clients, sold them, transitioned them to another advisor on your team or maybe another advisor in the firm, how much revenue would I still retain? And in most cases, it's 80 to 90%. And then I'd ask yourself the question, is the staff that I have in place, the number of advisors, the number of staff people, too much or too little 
for what would then be left to serve. And when you go through this exercise, because we've done it a lot with advisors, what you find is a lot of advisors can cut the size of the number of clients they serve by 50% or more in some cases, and still retain 85 to 90% of their revenue and ultimately create a lot more simplicity so you're not handling RMDs for those clients. So you're not handling the quick phone call about the market for a not in segment client. And you may not need to maintain such a high level of overhead as it relates to staff uh, in order to serve that extra client base. And if you think about it, if you do a million in annualized production as an example, uh, and you decided to only work with your very best clients and those very best clients represented 90% of your revenue, but you had one or two extra staff people in order to handle that capacity. Ultimately, you could potentially be able to lose 10% of your revenue or 100K of gross revenue, reduce your overhead from your staff, be in the exact same place potentially, or simply repurpose your staff to give a much better client experience and go deeper with your existing clients. So, you know, from a, a, a first two steps, client segmentation, then look at kind of your practice. And if you're properly staffed, what are your ratios that you should have in your business for an advisor to client or a staff to client ratio? And are you over or underweighted? And then you know, the, the next step would be to look at your penetration. Are you charging financial planning fees? Are you charging the right financial planning fee? Are you winning all of the assets? Are you spending the right amount of time with your clients to give them that experience and win that additional business and be able to charge appropriately for it? And are you referable? Are you giving the very best experience that you can to your very best clients, or are you diluting that experience because you're in a position that you have more clients and you're spreading your time amongst lower opportunity clients because you believe because they're in your book of business, there'll be value there at some point when in fact, maybe there won't actually be. And you'll have to obviously analyze that uh, you know, on your own. And then the last piece I'll share, and I think we'll wrap here, is to really make sure that as you step out and you go through the, the three steps that I, you know, kind of focused on, you know, the last part is if you're going to ultimately make a change, what's the process that you're going to follow? What's your client service experience? How will you better activate with the clients that you have to A, give them a better experience, make it more likely that they'll reach their financial goals because of your input, two, win more of their wallet share, or three, because you're providing more of that Ritz-Carlton experience, be able to actually raise your fees in order to provide more, more of your time, more of your intellect, and more of the value that you can provide to your clients. So again, just wanted to hit that today. It's been on my mind because I'm seeing it over and over and over again. Clients, I'm sorry, advisors, just simply creating more complexity because their belief is bigger is better. 
And to some degree, we all do want to get bigger, but I want to remind you, it's about ultimately not just that top line when you think about it from a you know business perspective, but how do you actually create a better bottom line without reliance on a bull market that we've all been fortunate enough to lean on um, and have as a tailwind over the last you know decade or so. So with that, like I said, short, sweet, right to the point. I hope everybody uh, got a takeaway or two, and I hope you enjoyed a couple of my my, uh, my thoughts today, and I hope you all make it a great day. Um, so with that, thanks for joining another episode of Quantum Growth for Financial Advisors. If you yourself or anyone you know could be a good, interesting guest, please drop us a line uh, and we'll see if we can get you on. Make it a great day. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can find the episode show notes and subscribe for updates by visiting cuttonconsultinggroup.com forward slash podcast. Make sure to subscribe and download the episodes on your favorite podcast app, and we'll see you next week.